Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Oh, hey, chickens. We are going all the way back to 1964, uh, the Dalek invasion of Earth. Um, the title is a spoiler, um, although technically not, because uh, the first episode is just called World's End, because uh, in the old days, like, each episode had its own title, and the kind of overarching story titles didn't come in until much later when they were getting part one, two, three, and four. Um, anyway, this is available uh, if you haven't seen it on Stan and Britbox. Uh, we start off with an angry man with some technology helmet on. <laughs> he throws away a bit of business from his head and then walks into the river and collapses face down and floats off into the water. That is a bleak beginning. Uh, and there's a big poster that says it's forbidden to dump bodies into the river. And that's when we get the episode title, World's End, popping up. Um, and the TARDIS lands, it barely makes a noise. Uh, no wheezing or groaning, just kind of, a, just there's the TARDIS all of a sudden. Um, it lands right next to that sign. Uh, the doctor inside the TARDIS at the console is flipping his hanky about the console. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, and this is going, it's not clear, something's gone wrong. Um, they can't see anything on the scanner and the doctor says, it might be a river, it looks like maybe a body of water. And Susan has a look at the console. She says, oh, it's an earth reading. So, and he goes, well, it might even be in London. Because Ian and Barbara have been waiting to go back to London since they first stepped onto the TARDIS in the very first episode. Um, so outside, uh, Barbara asks if they're down by the docks, if they're in London. And Ian's like, it's probably Sunday, there's nobody about. And he goes, oh, you know, it, it might not be your time. It could be early 1900s or the 25th century. And he goes, look at this mess, such neglect. Uh, Susan climbs up on the wall. She can't see anything. Um, they're under a bridge. Uh, and then she falls down. Um, and as she falls down, the entire bridge collapses and they all quickly duck out of the way. And now the TARDIS is completely blocked off. There's a giant girder in front of it. 
Oh, Terry Nation loves to block off the TARDIS, doesn't he? Um, Ian says he needs an acetylene torch to cut through it. And then he sees a warehouse because I might find a crowbar. And the doctor's like, no, nah, you won't be able to just lever your way into that, mate. Um, he goes, and Ian's like, well, maybe we should make sure we can get back into the ship before looking around. Uh, and the doctor's like, I don't think we're anywhere near the 1960s. Like, there's no voices, there's no birdsong, no shipping. Big Ben's not chiming. Uh, Barbara's saying to Susan, she hasn't broken any bones. She's just twisted her ankle for about the 400th time. Um, the doctor <laughs> blames her for the bridge collapse. He's quite angry with her. It's really nasty. Um, the doctor and Ian say they're going to go off to this warehouse and uh, Susan's perpetually dicky ankle is no good. She can't join them. Um, the, the, then the doctor says that Susan needs a jolly good smacked bottom. Well, that's where this came from. Because, uh, you know, he says that to... <laughs> to Bill in the <laughs> in the Peter Capaldi series when he's being played by David Bradley and I'm like oh I see he did say that once right here um, so Barbara goes down to the river to wet her hanky she's going to put some a cold compress on the ankle uh, we see a swinging crane hook at the warehouse it's very atmospheric all these shots uh, the doctor and Ian climb up some stairs and they're peeking about in the rubble in the warehouse meanwhile Barbara finds uh, the bodies in the river sign. Don't it's forbidden to dump bodies in the river on their way back. And she says to Susan, "We're not in our time. There's no traffic. There's that weird poster." And Susan says, "Like, oh, I'm kind of secretly glad because that means we all get to stay together." Oh, sweet. I mean, I wouldn't want to stay with the doctor either who's yelling at me for tearing bridges down and telling me he's going to smack my bottom. Um, <laughs> the doctor's coughing at all the dust at the warehouse uh, and there's a man hiding. We see this man hiding behind a, a wall. Ian points out the Battersea power station has lost two of its chimneys and he goes, oh, they must have gone over to nuclear. Um, and the doctor finally finds a desk calendar. It's 2164. Uh, or at least it was the last time anyone worked in this warehouse. So it's 200 years from when this was on the telly, which would have been 1964. Uh, Barbara wets her hanky again, and then she sees the body of the guy who threw himself in the river floating past. And a man jumps out of nowhere and says, do you want to get killed? Um, apparently someone called Tyler has the girl, being Susan, and there sounds like gunfire somewhere. So Barbara follows this guy. Uh, the doctor opens a box in the warehouse and a man falls out. Oh, and he has that same helmet thing on. Anne says he's dead and wonders if the headwear is to knit the bones together. Oh, like, you know, if someone's had a cranial incident. I see. That's good thinking, Ian. Um, and the doctor says, no, no, it seems to have this thing, a third ear that picks up high frequency radio waves. Oh, it's a giant Bluetooth helmet, everyone. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and he has a whip and he's, uh, he's had a whip and then they roll him over and they see that he's been stabbed, he's been murdered. This is grim. Uh, 60s Doctor Who is grim. Um, they hear a noise, so they go upstairs to check it out. They fussick about some more and then Ian falls out of a door that goes nowhere. <gasps> oh my God, he's just hanging up. And like, like Seriously, you can see his fate is dangling over nothing. Um, the Doctor helps him back up uh, so he doesn't drop all the way down to the ground. And then we see the man who's been hiding. He's behind some oil barrels. Uh, and he picks up the whip and is like looking at it concernedly. Uh, Barbara runs along following the man to some tense drum music um, and some weird percussion that sounds like banging metal pipes. I really like this music. It's quite atmospheric. Like, you know, in the, the music in the TV series Lost, that was, you know, Michael Giacchino, the composer, used... Um, 
the actual fuselage of a plane for some of the percussion. Um, I love that stuff. Uh, so Susan's being carried. There's lots of overgrown foliage. Uh, it looks like The Last of Us, but in black and white. Um, I wonder if you can play The Last of Us in black and white. That would be really effective. Uh, you can play some video games in black and white, weirdly. Like I I'm, I'm, <laughs> played Ratchet and Clank in black and white the other day. Um, the Doctor and ANC are flying saucer, flying overhead, and it's uh, it really does look like it's hanging on a string. So this is obviously not the upgraded version with the special effects that you can get on DVD. Um, by the way, I remember this DVD quite fondly because it came out for the 40th anniversary of Doctor Who. So this DVD is nearly 20 years old. <laughs> Like, this episode is ancient. Um, so, I don't know. There's a flying saucer. It's crazy. Uh, so, Barbara follows the guy who's carrying Susan into what looks like an underground station. Um, uh, Susan wants them to go back for the Doctor and Ian, and he says he'll see what he can do. I'm gathering this is Tyler. Um, the Doctor and Ian arrive at the TARDIS. They don't know where Susan and Barbara have gone, obviously. And the Doctor suspects the gunfire he heard from the other side of the river drove them off. Um, and the Doctor's very curious about how London has ended up like this. Ian, however, is not. He doesn't want to even think about it. Um, Tyler presses the trunk of a painted elephant on the wall that has vetoed stamped on it, and a hatch opens, and a man climbs out of it. Um, oh, he's the man from the warehouse, I think. Uh, he asked Barbara if she can cook, and she's like, oh, I can get by. Um, and he said he was nearly caught by a robo-man who was waiting for him. Uh, he thought the Doctor and Ian were enemies. Oh, I gather those helmeted people are the Robo-Men. Um, and then a man in a wheelchair rolls in uh, and he says, they've just landed a saucer. Uh, the wheelchair man is called Dortman. Uh, and he says, we're prepared for them. Um, the younger man is called David and he's going to go off and find the Doctor and Ian. And Dortman's going to go over the attack plans with Tyler. And he, then he says, I'll stay on watch while Tyler takes Susan and Barbara into the hideout and he locks the door by pressing the trunk. Um, Ian points out the bodies dumping site. Like this this do not dump bodies in the river sign is getting quite a workout this episode. <laughs> um, Ian suggests there may have been a plague and the doctor's like, oh, yes. Um, David's looking and he sees the doctor and Ian from the warehouse, but there are robo-men patrolling downstairs by the river with their gigantic Bluetooth helmets on. Um, Ian thinks the flying saucer landed on the other side of the river, maybe Sloan Square, he suggests. Um, Sloan Square is quite an upmarket part of town. Was it back then? I guess it might have been. Um, the doctor is worried if there's a plague, uh, that Susan or Barbara may have gotten it from the contaminated water. Um, so he's very concerned all of a sudden. Uh, so they go to leave and there are robo-men waiting for them. Uh, so they turn the other way. There are more Robo-Men coming down the stairs. They're very creepy, these Robo-Men. Um, David's at the sign. He's finally reached them. And he's kind of trying to whisper for them without alerting the Robo-Men. And Ian's like, can you swim? Um, and he's like, we'll try and reason with the Robo-Men. He tries to talk to them. And they raise their whips and they're like, no, you'll come with us or whatever they're saying. Um, and the Ian says, when I give the word, turn and dive in the water. And they turn around and coming out of the water is a Dalek. Oh my God, there's a Dalek in the Thames. This is epic. I love it. Um, oh my God, so exciting. Uh, all right, next episode apparently is called The Daleks, which weirdly is the overarching name for the first Dalek story, which is seven episodes, which was on the year before this. So it's weird that there's an episode called The Daleks. <laughs> Thank you.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.